Everybody's fighting, having a battle. Who started this mess? Now, we in the series, the battle, the victory. Who started all this fighting mess? Because we sure could do without it, you think? Well, let's look at something here. Let's look and see where all this mess started. When we look at um, the book of Revelation, we find that it lets us know some things that perhaps we need to consider. The battle and all this mess begun in heaven. It didn't start on earth. It started in heaven. It wasn't here that it started, but it started in heaven. Mess started in heaven. I, and I tickle every time I hear people say, uh, you know, that's why I don't go to church. It's full of mess. Well, you might not want to go to heaven either. Because that's where the mess started. I can't get no witnesses, can I? Well, it, it, the, the battles and the mess started in heaven and didn't start on earth. And according to Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, verses 12 through 15, that God created the most beautiful, perfect creature in heaven. He was one of the most beautiful, perfect, marvelous creature that ever existed. Well, the angel was named Lucifer. And it's interesting now. <clears throat> I'm looking at TV and we got a series called what? And uh, it makes Lucifer seem like a real nice guy. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep moving. And because Lucifer was the most beautiful and, 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 and fantastic up there, he was also put in charge of the choir. Normally when a lot of mess go on in churches, right? And I don't hear him saying nothing. The Bible says he headed up the choir. The Bible says. Now, Robert, don't, don't, don't get quiet. Still give me some hallelujah. Give me some hallelujah. Give me some praise the Lord. Hey, give me some he's able. All right, here we go. I got to wheel you back here. Not only was he a choir director, not only was he uh, beautiful, and I should stop saying he, I should say the angel. All right. The 
because they don't have a male or female. Uh, he stood on one side of the throne and was overseeing what God has made. So he just, or uh, the angel just wasn't an ordinary person. Held a lot of power. And haven't you noticed that's also where a lot of battles come from? People in power. Look, look at your neighbor and says, uh, uh, don't worry about me, I don't have no power. I'm not going to be long. So, according to Ezekiel, the 28th chapter and the 17th verse, Lucifer got the big head. Because he looked so, the, the angel looked so good. Lucifer looked so good. A lot of angels looking up to him. He was real. Or Lucifer was real beautiful. Uh, Lucifer had everything going for him as an angel. Isn't that interesting how when you have everything going your way, you start thinking more of yourself than you ought to? Uh, look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. And, and, and tell them, don't you worry about it because you're not that beautiful. <laughs> now, Lucifer got the big head, and the Bible calls it pride. Bible calls it pride. He wanted to take over God's position. Because everybody was coming to Lucifer. When it, came, when it comes down to praises, Lucifer gathered all the music up and made it better. Now, you know, you know how I sing, right? And Lucifer would take your voice and make you sound like Luther Vandross. <laughs> make you sound like Aretha Franklin. He wouldn't let no bad notes get up to God. He was responsible for all the rhythm and blues. He kept the sound good. All the angels come to him and ask him questions about, what should I do? Not only that, looking so good, looking so good, looking so good. He didn't need a mirror. Not to look at it all, not for one minute, no second. He did he need to look in the mirror and straighten anything out. Didn't have to worry about his eyelashes because they were already right. <laughs> Didn't have to go to the clothing store because they already had them. Yes, there was nothing he needed because he already had it and he had the best of everything. Yeah. Now, look at something here. Because we're talking about the battle, the battle, the victory. Look at Revelation 12, verses 3 through 9. 
it tells us that the battle between Lucifer and Michael, one of God's mighty angels, Michael. Michael was a warrior. He was a fighter. Yes, sir. Well, when Lucifer started acting up in heaven, God whispered to Michael, said, look here, man. I need you to do something for me. Come on, man. Come on. Let's dust crop this guy real quick. Because I want you to understand the battle wasn't long in heaven. As soon as Michael got on the case, it was over. But yet it was a battle. Can I get a witness? Well, the mighty angel Lucifer, I mean uh, Michael, threw Lucifer out of heaven with all of his followers. And don't ever fool yourself. When you're fighting, you're going to have somebody on your side. Amen. Whether they right or whether they wrong. And uh, Lucifer got together with some other angels and they said, Lucifer, we're behind you. Let's go ahead and fight. And so they fought in heaven. Now, who would think that in God's house there'd be fighting going on? But the word of God said, because we wasn't there, we were told that that's where the first battle took place in heaven. Now, when God threw uh, Lucifer out, Lucifer headed down to this here place. He came here and set up camp. He said, well, I, I may have dropped down a level or two, but I still got some things to do. Come on, come on. So he comes here on earth. And this is where the original sin comes from. In case you think you were the first one, you wasn't. It was Lucifer who did the sin first. And from that sin, he was kicked out. I won't be long. Now, since he's been kicked out, and sin is when you miss the mark that God has set for you. It's called sin. Lucifer missed the mark. Nobody told him to think of himself like that. Nobody told him to put himself over the creator that created him. Now, doesn't that sound like us now? We don't want God to do nothing for us now. Because we got it now. Huh? When you wasn't nothing, now you're something. You don't need God now. Huh? When you, when you didn't have a boyfriend or girlfriend, you was right up in here. Now you got one, and where are you? You at the Super Bowl. Huh? All right. You used to buy Sunday best. Now you're wearing clothes. You look like you at a club. I'm talking about a Sugar Shack club. I'm talking about where you're stripping down. 
Ain't nothing left, not even the imagination. Your clothes done changed. Listen to me now. Now, 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 but you got to understand there was somebody before you with the original sin. His name was Lucifer. And when he did this, now we got what we call evil. Evil came from Lucifer. When he missed the mark, now he's down here. And guess what he's doing? He's messing with you. Look at your neighbor and say, stop messing with me now. Battles are often started by what is right by God, what is right by God's standard, versus those who opposes God's standard. And that's how we get into battles down here, because we now have a right and a wrong. Now we have standards to go by. And now since we have a choice, we choose to either do right or to do wrong. Now Lucifer won and gave us these opportunities. Not that we have to take them, but we did. Which causes a battle. Which causes evil to exist among us. And as you can tell, uh, evil can be so beautiful. Evil can look so good. Evil can play with you for a long time before you recognize it ain't no good. You better listen to me now. And don't ever forget how Lucifer got here. He started thinking of himself more than what he should have. He started doing things that was not his place to do. And so now the battle has been fought, but the problem is down here. The problem is here now. And since the problem is here, we got to fight. Either what is right or stand on those things that are wrong. We have a choice. Or whether which way we're going to go. Because of this choice of good and evil, we have battles among fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, family and friends, your boss on the job. Come on, the cashier at Kroger's. You ain't listening to me. At L.A. Fitness, because one looks better than the other. You're not listening to me. You're not working with me. This is why we have battles. And when it comes to the church, oh, man, battles are easily, in, are easily done in church. You know why? Watch this. Let me tell you why it's easy to happen in church, because you come in church with no resume. Is no way to eliminate you from coming in here to cut down on all the fighting. Right. See, you know why you ain't up there in the boxing ring with Muhammad Ali? Because you didn't qualify. And those who did qualify, they up there fighting. And one person will get knocked out. 
But when you come into the church, there is no qualification. For Lucifer to be who he was, he had to be qualified through God. So you come into church with no problems whatsoever. You have never counted no money in no financial institution, but you count money now here. And then when somebody try to correct you, then you got a problem. You're getting quiet on me now. Keep up with your hallelujahs now. Come, come, come on, don't, don't stop on me now. The, the battle, the victory. Huh? You ain't never supervised nobody, but now all of a sudden, you a deacon or a deaconess. You ain't never successfully read, helped nobody in, in supervising. But now you're right here. And you got a big name in front of you. Somebody corrected you. You got a problem. Oh, come on. I ain't through with you. Oh, I ain't through with you. Let me jump back over to the choir real quick and lead them along. Because they get, they get the battles all the time. See, you know, you, 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 know, you, you don't have no record nowhere. You ain't starring in no, no, no kind of CD where, where your name is out front, you know. Aretha, Diana Ross, and a supreme. Uh, but, 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 but all them folk in the choir know how to sing. And if you tell them they can't sing, then now, who, who, who are you? Uh, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, okay, okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me keep going. Not, not, you know, not that pastors or or, or yeah, pastors have to have a a degree or anything like that. But uh, uh, let me just say this: uh, you have to study to show yourself approved. Amen. And you get pastors who who don't study, just think that they can say something. And it'll be all right. And when someone tries to correct them, and then they want to say, this ain't your church. Yeah, this is going to be a long year. The battle, the victory. You try to be an usher down at the arena, and they wouldn't allow you because you didn't know how, but you come here to the church and now you won't be the head you know all the signals hmm? and so when we come into church we have a lot of battles because nobody's qualified but everybody wants to be number one. And the problem with number one, there's only one number one in church, and that's God. Amen. Jesus said, upon the rock, or the word that Peter spoke, that he was the son of God. That he built his church. 
And, and, and listen, in case you didn't pay attention, he said, and the gates of hell will not push it down. And in order for it to be pushed down or try to push down, it has to be some tussling going on. Christ never said there wouldn't be no tussling going on in his church, but he said it won't prevail. So in God's house, we have a lot of battles on a lot of levels. But this is not what God desires. God desires for all of us to be one and to work together as one. There's no one in the church can say, I don't need you. The pastor needs the deacons, the deacons need the pastor, the choir needs the director, the director needs the choir, the usher, uh, chairperson needs the rest of the ushers, and I go on down the line. We all need each other. Ain't no big I, ain't no big you. We all are one under Jesus Christ. So we find ourselves in battle. Because of evil, what Lucifer has started. And we're still fighting battles now. But I want to leave you with one thing. I want to leave you with one thing because I told you I won't be long. See, I know what kind of day this is. I know. I know. No, it ain't. No, 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 it ain't. But, 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 but. I want to leave you with this, because deep in this Lucifer war, we all are in a battle. And Lucifer opened this up for us. We all in a battle. The battle is who do we worship? Who do we worship? Who? Do we worship? Who do we worship? This is why worship is so important to God because Lucifer decided he didn't want to worship God no more. And he wanted to be the number one. He wanted everybody else to worship him. And God says, not him. That's not going to happen. There's only one God, only one creator. Who do we worship? We battle that today. It's an ongoing conflict that we have with God. Spin off of Lucifer. Who are we going to worship? Oh, I know you look at me and say, well, I, I, worship, I, worship, I worship God. I'm, I'm not sure about that. What I will say that you either worship God or you worship Satan. And I'm even pushing a little further. You, 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 you probably might worship Satan more than you worship God. Look at your neighbor and say, mm. You were created to worship God. 
God said that don't put no other God before me. He said that I am the only one true God. Now, now you, got to, you, you got to understand your battles now. You got to understand what you're fighting. You, un, you got to understand that when you fight against God's standards, you're in a battle. You're in a battle. And if you're fighting against God's standard, then that means you're on the evil side. That's why the Bible constantly tells us, watch out for the evil one. Because he, he goes to and fro and he looks to find who he can convince to go against God. Now, we, we battle. We, you know the, one of the number one things we battle with? That right. Look at, look, 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 look in your pocket or your wallet. You, you don't carry money no more. It's called a Magnus Press. It, it, it's called Discover. It's it, huh? it called debit, credit. And when you have that in there, do you think about God first? Don't say nothing. Because you'll show us your battle. When we talk about worship, we're talking about worship with all our mind, all our heart, and all our soul. You just can't give God just a piece of you right now. Well, Lord, what I'm going to do is give you a piece right now. And then, then, then if I got anything left over, I'll come. When you worship God, you've got to give him your all, and that's a battle because Satan is constantly trying to pull you to his side. And because of that, we are in a, a battle. We're fighting for the right of being like God. But yet trouble is always in our way. Satan don't care who he used. One thing I found out about Satan, he never looks like what you think he is. And pretty good. I heard that lady sing this song. She said, uh, how did you get here? See, so you got to understand she thought she got rid of all that mess and put it behind her. And she was doing real good. Then she ran into someone to look good, smell right, walk right, had everything going for him. Had to be a good one. After she got it, everything was going all right for a while. Then get what? Pop go the wheel. <laughs> Found out he was no different than all the rest of them. She said, how did you get here? Because you fooled me. And that's how Satan does. He'll slip up on you. It'll look like everything you need. But that's why you got to be in Christ Jesus. 
That's why Jesus says, you don't fight these battles. I fight them for you. Because you don't know what you're fighting against. You need someone to open your eyes so that you can see. You need someone to open your wisdom so you can understand. These weapons we use are not earthly weapons. You need someone greater than you to fight these battles for you. And so here, 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 we constantly fight when it comes to worship. Who are we going to worship? And it's just not being here on Sundays that you fight these battles because your worship shall be with you 24-7. When you're at home, your worship ought to be there by what you're doing and how you do. Man, I don't have no problem not saying unwholesome words on Sunday. That's a habit now. Just don't say it. Just Just like a lot of people don't smoke on the church ground. That's a habit. But then after Sunday, How's your worship? And what you say, what you do, where you go. Not just at church, but when you at work. How your worship. When you at home, how your worship. Come on now. Everywhere you go, how is your worship? Worship is who you are and how you are and the glory you give to God. Can on like I, <laughs> man, they try not to tell you how, how much mess is going on downtown Atlanta with all this fighting now. I mean, I mean, they done got a little joy juice in them, uh-huh. and now the West is against the East, yeah. and they all here in hot Atlanta. Yeah. Come on now. And they drinking and eating and having a good time. And now they getting mad. And they fighting. And, and who's the best? And the, the Super Bowl ain't started yet. And they fighting and battling. You got to watch how Satan comes at you. Because he can mess you up. He can fool you. Uh How you worship is important to God. And the more, the older I get, I realize everything I do is a worship. For the word worship means value. How you value God. And because I got evil in my mind, but also got this Holy Spirit, in me it is a constant question am I being all that God wants me to be well, well, well. 
who started this mess? Lucifer. And we're still fighting this mess right now. But we can be overcomers if we stay on God's side. How are you going to stay on God's side and you don't even study his weapons? Some of us lose battles because we use the wrong weapon. So we know who started this mess. And we got a battle to fight. And my prayer is as we go through all these different battles that we must fight. and be victorious in. We have to recognize what kind of fight we are in and use the right kind of weapon in order to gain the victory. Amen, somebody. Now, now I don't want you to, I don't want you to think, I don't want you to think um, uh, 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 that uh, worship God has all to do with things. It doesn't all have to do with things. <clears throat> Those of us that has been created in the image of God, because angels were not created in the image of God. That's why when they sin, the only option they have is go to hell. Y'all didn't mind me saying that. They don't have an option. When they mess up, Lucifer, which is now Satan, is going to hell and everybody else who follow. And we go to hell when we choose that. To not to be like God, we choose to go to hell. But but watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. this. So, So I'm only talking to us who are created in the image of God. We have a choice to choose God. Or to follow our own design. Our own destiny. We have that choice. But if it's not God's destiny. We're going to lose that fight. We're going to lose that battle. And many battles that we have is because we are on the evil side. Let me tell you how God deals with with evil. God has evil a lot of times to work in his favor. I mean, he got a certain time to get rid of it, but he's right now he's 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 letting it work in his favor. Now, now, what I mean by that, and, and I'm going to stop right here. You, you know, w- when he works in your favor, he does that to make you a better person. Not to hurt you or kill you, but to make you a, a better person. And, and w- sometimes when people do evil things to us, it doesn't mean you have to fight. It don't mean you have to battle. 
It don't mean you have to cut a food. It don't mean you have to get your gun and just, just shoot up everybody for AK and all this kind of stuff. That don't mean that. What it means is that we should always look to God for our help and for our instructions. And sometimes, whether you want to accept it or not, God don't want you to do anything. I ain't going to let them beat me down. What, you know, sometimes you need to be beat down. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're all in a battle. We're all in a battle. And we're fighting to win for the Lord. Now, I want to offer you something. I want to offer those who has not accepted Jesus Christ, who is the victor, who died and rose from the dead and won that battle against Satan. He won. And he gives all of us the opportunity to be on his side, to have what he has, to fight with what he fights for. Now, I don't know if you got there yet where you realize that you need God. But if you haven't, I want to tell you, you probably want to make that decision right now before you get there. Do you feel me? Listen to some of the stories of when we did not have Christ and ran into a situation. Because ultimately, you're going to either have one or two choices. Either you're going to accept it or reject it. But I don't think you'll be in church right now if, if you had a lot of rejections to Jesus Christ. But I'm not too sure you have made up your mind that Christ is the answer. But he's the answer. He's the answer. What is it that calls you to have sleepless nights? What is it that you keep saying, well, you know, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have. What is it that every time you get a little money in your pocket, doctor come up with something wrong with you. Think about these things that's going on in your life and you can't bring an answer to you can't. What is it? Well, let me tell you. Jesus is the answer. Not Miss Rudolph. Not the Wizard of Oz. Jesus is the answer. And, and you know what? Trust me on this. If you want to know the truth, just ask Jesus. Don't ask, don't ask folks unless God sends you there. Ask Jesus. He would tell you the truth because he is the way, the truth, and the life. 
now I'm going to put a period right here. You, you saying to yourself, well, well, how do I know he's the truth? Because he speaks deep in your soul. In the quiet place of your heart. Where when you laying down at night, and I don't care, or not, I don't have to lay down at night. When you get to the quiet places of your life, when you have shut everything down and think there's nothing's coming in, that's when Jesus walked through the walls to say, touch my hand. Touch my side. And when you have yet that experience yourself, you know that you know that you know he's real. Except Christ. I'm offering Christ to you. I'm offering Christ to you. I'm offering Christ to those of you who are still debating about whether Christ is real. Do I need him? You're going through all these things. He's the answer. Those of you that God been telling you he wants you a part of this ministry, there's your answer. Those of you who have in a backslid 